You're listening to the Ecological Podcast, all about our positive partnerships with horses and other animals through work and play. Your hosts are Rebecca Bayliss from Little Green Stables and Kate Blackmore from Ecological Positive Partnerships. Kate, we're talking about timing today. Yes, we are. And we both make notes. Yeah, I know. I'm really proud of you for making notes. I don't remember making notes. notes. But I just wanted to make sure we covered some stuff and talked about it. And I also... Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I like it. Focus. No, I'm not. It's not going to happen every time. No, <laughs> that's it. We've set the standard. It's now. not going to happen every time. So you've had a really busy, good week, positive week with mm. loads happening with Equus Scholars and lots yes. of real positive. Lots um, of stuff I can't talk about at the moment. No, that's good, good, good. But it will come it's out all, soon. It's like little um, little successive approximations. That's it. Get <laughs> you. And I've had a funny week. Um, not in a ha ha funny week, but you um, had a. Yeah, you have it, but yeah, it was a bit ha ha. Well, Wait, looking it back on it, well, so Wednesday morning, um, I got up at six as usual to go and do the horses in the pitch black, and um, I don't know why I looked to the right of my driveway, but I did, and the other side of the gate on the road was Patch. My 30, nearly 31 year old mountain goat pony. Um, so I phoned Brian, who's in bed at that time, trying to get back to sleep after me clunking around getting him up. Didn't say, get out of bed, the horses are out, the horses are out. I could hear Flan screaming, so that made me worry even more because Flan only screams for Patch, Rum and Smudge. Mm. She doesn't really scream for anybody else, so I'm thinking, okay, well Flan I know is okay. But I don't know where I know where Patch is, but I don't know where everybody else is. So yeah. I opened the gate and Patch was just like, Yeah, I've just been out all night, Mum. Let me in, you know. I'm coming. I'm coming for breakfast. So he came trotted up the drive into the gate and that was good. And I could see Jim and I could see Archie waiting for their hay and I couldn't see rum and I couldn't see smudge now that your heart just sinks doesn't yeah. it and it's pitch black I've got a torch so you you've only got that line of yeah. vision haven't you and I go and turn the lights on in the yard and the hay barn and I can't see those two and I'm then panicking because smudge doesn't belong to me and rum is like my baby mm-hmm. and I'm thinking smudges because a smudge isn't connected so rum I was thinking actually rum probably is going to be okay yeah yeah because he knows where he is he's Mm. very secure in the herd smudge isn't as connected she's the only mare and i do feel for her for that because i know she would like to be with other mares Mm. and also she doesn't have the same relationship with all the horses it's only actually jim and flam that like her yes in the herd so she hasn't got an established place and she doesn't know her way around as much she hasn't been here that long although she's been here quite a while and so I was a bit, and also she's not mine, so what if something's happened? So I straight away phone her owner, message her owner, and say, I can't find her. I'm your just horse. Let, <laughs> yeah, I've, lost your, I've lost your horse, and I'm just <laughs> letting you know because I might need you to come and help me look. Mm. We got the car out, we drove around the lanes, and all around the lanes were these little poos. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I, kept, I said to Brian, they look like Patches poos, they look like Patches poos. And then we went up, so... Um, our field borders a country road, thankfully, and um, we saw where they got out. So they had climbed over the... So there was a, there's a little fence post which had been pushed over. They climbed up the bank, onto the bank, and had a good old munch along the bank, because there was quite a few footsteps along the bank, and then come back down. Now, 31 year, years old... Pat has done this to me before. He's such a little goat... But um, anyway, 
so it's they can climb these little monkeys. They <laughs> so um <coughs> bit of gymnastic groundwork. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna feed the others because now I can't see anything. This is getting ridiculous. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna feed the others so that they know, you know, that they're okay. Mm. And I'm actually going to open the spring field so that they're not going to worry about the others. They're going to have all the grass in the spring field mm-hmm. so that it sets their mind, you know, so they're preoccupied, basically. Yeah. So we get back and Rum is waiting in the yard, like as if he's always been there. Uh, hello. So I'm not quite sure whether he was hiding from me or whether I, <laughs> where he was. So I'm like, phew, the boys are back. I've got the five. That's yeah. good. Can't see smudge. Can't see smudge. And I said to Brian, look, it's still, but this time it's quarter to seven, it's still dark. I said, like, let's just get up because I can't see anything. I'm in a sweaty mess now <laughs> and I just want to get up and, and get out there properly and look with yeah. my head collar and carrots and everything else. So we did and I walk out the door at seven-ish and it's getting light and I look over into the field next door to our field and there is smudge. <laughs> eating with Jack and Izzy <laughs> our neighbouring horses and I'm like great well I'm really late now for the school run so I'm going to go and do the school run and then my dear I'm going to go and get you and you're going to do the walk of shame all the way home and so I messaged her owner and said she's absolutely fine she probably didn't climb up the um, bank at yeah. all she probably saw that the fence was down and thought well, I'm going to go in with these two yeah. because Jack yeah. is a Hubba Bubba 17-2 warm blood. Mm-hmm. And Izzy's a mare. Yeah. So I'm going to go and find these guys because they look like much more fun. And Jack and Izzy, she's done this before, by the way. So Jack and Izzy are well used to, and they neighbour each other very yeah, closely. Yeah, they, they, exactly. and, and, and Jack's known my herd for a long time. And um, we hack out together and stuff. So they're very, very chilled together. Um, so yeah, I come back from school and um, did the walk of shame. <laughs> um, <coughs> with... Smudge, and now they are all eating their spring grass. Which, um, <laughs> they wasn't the plan. <laughs> no, wasn't the plan. But they're all safe. But I think I was chatting. You know, this happens for those of you that are parents. Certainly, with your firstborn, this happened to me with Monty. In that, we used to watch him in the cot and go, "He'll be out of that cot soon. He's going to get out of that cot soon." Yeah. And then two days later. He's actually crawling in your bedroom. Oh, he's got out of the cot. Now we need to change, you know? And I think this has happened before when we get to this time of year when we're running out of grass and we're running out of space and you're looking at it thinking... Oh, I don't know how much longer you're going to cope in that. And absolutely. And then they do this. They let you know and they go, right, there's not enough now. (laughs) I'm going to find something. And it's happened at Conquest before. Like now, luckily, I think, touch wood, there's no other word. Um, we're okay because we've had all this work done and new yeah. fencing and stuff but there's been because I live on site there's been so many times in the middle and we're right on a main road like you just are. up where I've had people banging on door saying the horses are out on the road mm. this that and you know it's like a lot, quite a lot of horses and then yeah. I'm out there in the middle of the night trying to get all the horses and to be honest all I do is go out and I've learned to just shake a feed bucket, bucket and they'll yeah. come running but it's quite intimidating when you are um, by yourself in the dark mm. and all you can hear when Ruby was with us as well all you could hear was these like really <laughs> all these and you're all there with a fit I was like shit I'm really scared now yeah. and then I'm like trying to run away lead them back to the yard and then they're trying to get the the food off me and I'm like oh god this is horrible and it really is quite stressful isn't it 
all well, my son's hopefully still asleep yeah, in, not woken and not up, woken up and gone mad because he's alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I get you. I get you. Oh. I, and, and the problem is, like, I, you know, with our fields are pretty good, but we're renting one of the fields and that's the field that they, he, that Patch climbed the bank. Yeah. And because the fencing isn't great. Yeah. And, um... When there's grass in there, he's not looking, is he? But no, exactly. When, but, but when he's running out, he's he's looking. So, yeah, been a bit of a, a bit of a stressful. Yeah. You know, when you just like really seriously, guys, <laughs> you have to do this now. I mean, thank God it wasn't raining because yeah. then I would have been really pissed. Yeah, that would have been. You know, but um, just yeah. Anyway, all all is well that ends well, Kate. They exactly. are all fine and safe, thank goodness. I expect there's a load of people listening to this completely resonating going yeah I've been there I've been there <laughs> it's like <laughs> I said to Brian only the other day because the, the field is muddy and I said I don't like them in I mean they've got access to the yard all the time so yeah. they can get out of the mud but I said to him I don't like them in the mud and he said move them when you have to not when you want to it's like all right <laughs> well I have to now <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> we'll be up at 6am every morning <laughs> so anyway there we go so training and timing that's our that's our um podcast title well it might not be the title we'll have to see but timing timing is what um we're going to talk about so what have you written oh I've, I've got loads of notes here okay i mean you know there's the the quite obvious stuff that we know don't we so obviously if you're not clicking, obvious to you oh well yeah no but if you're not clicking at the right time you're not yeah. getting the right well, behavior I think, I think we ought to go over some of that because i think you have people listening at different points in their learning so yeah. if they come to the podcast as new to clicker training and this is the first one they look at then you know, like, might, what are they talking about yeah exactly so I think I'm not going to shame the new people into <laughs> not knowing what I'm talking about so, sorry no. about that. so let's start from the very yeah, beginning yeah start from the beginning okay so huh. <laughs> yeah okay um, so with positive reinforcement, the whole basis is you um, have a behaviour and you need to click for that behaviour and deliver your reinforcer within three seconds. But is so it... You mark okay, the behaviour. We'll go into the three seconds later then. Yes, that's, okay. that's the ideal. Okay. Well, um, not necessarily, it depends, but okay. okay. But so you mark, <laughs> you mark the behaviour with a click. Yeah. And that is like the, the real basic, I don't know, is that... Yeah, yeah. no, I think so. So yeah. I, I see it as the click is like a, a yes. moment in time. You, it's like you're taking a picture of what you want. Yes. So that photograph is that, that click. That's, what, that's the behaviour mm -hmm. I want. Click it and then, and then you bring in your reinforcer, yes. whatever the reinforcer might be for that animal. Yes. yes. And you can see... <clears throat> how that can be difficult for some people and you can see how that makes timing so important because in between you know um your click and food and stuff there's all these different behaviors that go on so we have antecedents behaviors consequences and we've talked about this on our podcast and i can't remember what podcast it was called but we definitely talked about yeah, this have, from yeah. the angela blah blah Angelica yeah, Hesselius yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, that podcast. Um, who we are going to be having on as well, which I'm really excited. Mm. So we could maybe delve into this a bit more with her. So so it kind of gets blurred, these antecedents, uh, behaviours and consequences. Mm. And then the antecedent becomes a consequence. And it all kind of is. So you have to be really, really precise. You do. I think the thing with the, the when you're new to it, 
timing can be very sloppy and there then you've got to quite if you've got to forgive yourself a little bit for that mm-hmm. and I think there are some really helpful tips that you can you can do for yourself but yes. also you can have other people with you to help you so I think timing is really important and I think also sometimes what we forget with the click is that when we've done that click the animal hope once they realize what the click means because they might not in the beginning understand what mm. the click means so once the animal understands that the click means the reward is coming to you mm-hmm. or it you know you're going to get your reinforcement now yeah um that sometimes as trainers humans we then i forget what happens after i've clicked do you see what i mean yeah. so when you say all that behavior you do after the click is actually really important too yeah because that is also shaping yeah the behavior isn't it yeah yeah and exactly. i think sometimes it's a bit like um i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it in when when i used to jump a horse for example yeah. okay so i would do, do do a jump say i would have my instructor with me and she'd say just jump this jump becky on flan or whatever and i jump the jump and i'd be like yeah jump the jump literally after i've jumped that jump like i'd let go of my reins my body position would be crap i just completely my, my whole it would all fall apart i just you, made it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah basically yeah. so when it was like well you've got to do two jumps now i was like oh <laughs> i don't know whether i could hold but do, do yeah. you see what i mean and i think sometimes in the beginning we we see that behavior we mark it with the click and then we're kind of like falling over ourselves to kind of bring that reward and yes because it, because we have we're so chuffed we've got the click and then our you know our timing can get you know um diluted or our behavior gets diluted or we just fall apart we become a bit of a mess and i think i recognize that in me definitely especially when i was early on yes but i can also recognize it now when there's a behavior that they get so so if it's something i really like i'm really chuffed about so for example let's say a soft hip target yeah and i think well that is exactly what i want i click and then I'm like so in the moment of that yeah. great behaviour <laughs> that I'm like, well, I'll do a jiggy dance and I'll do a this and I'll do a that. And of course then Rum's like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah. And I give him his reward, but it's like, does that happen every time I do this then? Because yes. he sees the whole picture, yeah. you know, um, as well. Because we don't, He's, right, we know, we, we think we're teaching that one behaviour, mm-hmm. but actually we're teaching a heck of a lot more exactly exactly and that's why it's so important to set up your you know your antecedent your environment to get that behavior the better that set up the easier it's going to be to do that because capturing you know capturing's great on the off chance that you know they might do it but it's a lot better if you can you can actually elicit that behavior through setting up your environment properly and then being able to get it. And it's clearer for you. I get what you mean. I get really excited sometimes. You know, when something really good happens, you're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I'll be coaching someone. I'll be like, that's great, you know, at Conquest. And then I'll be like, oh no, no, remember to give the food, you know. So yeah. I have to, I, even I have to like remember to tell. You get caught get in the excited. moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. you get caught in the moment. And, and then, yeah. Um, yes, no, I completely agree. And also... With the whole, um, so the thing that every happens every single time, without fail, when I teach people, is the hand is always in the bag. Yeah, yeah. Every time. It's very difficult to go, no, you've got to click and then hand in the bag. Um, but the only thing... But why is that? Because else, sometimes if your hand's in the bag, 
the horse's focus is on your mm. hand and the food. So it's not thinking about the behavior. So it's clicking. So it's not quite clear the behavior. Mm-hmm. So it just, and that noise. So um, to, like our bags are quite noisy that we mm. use. And some bags that you put in and then that distracts them. So you've clicked or you've got your hand in the bag and you click, but they're actually just looking at the bag and it becomes more yeah. about the food in the bag and less about the behavior. And, and they the click. Cl- yeah, definitely. I've put a few, um, also I think the treat bag can be a distraction anyway, can't it? Well, we are trialling a new thing, Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not, you know, like, ooh, but, um, you know, Shauna uses those white kind of Tupperwares. Buckets, yeah. Buckets, yeah. Okay, so those are great, but the only problem with that is when you have horses that we work with, we have to use chaff and speedy beat because nuggets are too much and you can't really fit that much in one of no. those little no ones so you know those cereal containers yeah yeah so nick we've made one that we're trying out at the moment it's actually okay. not as ridiculous as it sounds well i'm just nick is, nick nick's quite tall but for you and me i know i haven't tried it yet but i'm gonna try it okay and we've just put two holes and we've put like a belt strap through it <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to take a photo. I'll take okay. a photo and put it up on Patreon. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're, we're now experimenting with that because a lot of the passive pause work that we've been doing has really highlighted that as well, that the, the bag becomes a cue for a behaviour. Yes, so definitely. The hand goes in and then it's like head over yeah. or whatever. So we're just trying to get around that. And, and the passive pause really, really, really highlights anything like that 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 kind of distracts them because you're wanting them to keep their head down in the hay but yeah if you're putting your hand in the bag you don't you want can them to see look it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah it is really hard and I think finding the right finding the right size bag and the right thing that works I mean for smudge I use a bum bag when I'm riding her because I can't carry a cereal box <laughs> <laughs> or a, or the satchel really um but the satchel definitely becomes so I mean leading off from timing but the satchel definitely becomes a cue yeah um and run will know that uh, just like he knows if i go down the yard with you he yeah. or nick nick or trudy or Maisie, he knows that yeah. um oh, okay this is about me yeah that's it that is a cue that whole thing yes yeah, exactly is part of it. yes and then the bag comes out or even and, before <clears> that my car yeah arriving yeah that's a cue run always looks at me from the field Mm. And he knows my car, I'm sure of it. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Of. And so that, because already his attention is is kind of off from what he's doing on asking, yeah, yeah there's something going to be happening. Yeah, soon. and I think, I think also when you're new to the food delivery and how you deliver the food, and again, the timing with that, you know, Shauna has a whole podcast on Keep Your Head to Yourself, which is really important. But when you're new and you are, and again, it doesn't, not always when you're new, it's just when you're excited, when they've done something, you can get sloppy with that. I notice that um, if, 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 if I'm teaching something or le- we're learning something new together and Rum does it and I go and give him the food that I might not ask for the head for the, to yourself because it doesn't match with the behaviour that we've just done and I'm excited, I bring the food straight and he might come to me because of that excitement. So I lose that, I lose that cleanliness. Cleanliness? Yes. Cleanliness. cleanliness. I lose that neatness of the training. <coughs> so I think, also, when you're, when you're new, not always, again, when you're new, but sometimes when you drop food, and it, it, depends, on the, it depends on the animal mm. because if... If I've got a horse that 
struggles around food. So they had they, like Jim, for example. Jim changes. He grows bigger, mm. and he's big enough. But he grows bigger when food's around. He becomes. Um, he, he's very, very on top of you. Um, kind of loses his mind. Yeah, he does, he does. And, and that can be very scary. So for him, you know, using a bucket to put it in would be your, would be, would be your preferred yeah, way. Yeah. But also with timing, what I noticed that we did a little bit in the beginning with Rum, which really helped. Because if we remember, rewind a couple of years now, that Rum was a biter. Yes. Um, um, and he, he never, he, it would be, it wouldn't be very nice. It's not a very nice thing. He was, he was a biter. But I remember that I would struggle with the timing. So you would click yeah. and then I would feed. And sometimes you would click and feed as well mm. because my timing, because I was learning the whole concept of it. Yeah. So having somebody to take that pressure away from you, especially if you're looking at timing. Because I think when you're, when you're a learner working with a learner, and when me and Rum started, mm. I was very new to it. He was very mm. new to it. Oh, my goodness, how sloppy. You know, mm. I, I was so sloppy. You used to go hand, 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 which was like... <laughs> That's what I say bag, to everybody. Hands the back. You can hear me yelling in the arena, hands! <laughs> yeah, and my, my dog trainer would do the same, actually. Um, but... What you did was like, okay, I'm going to take the pressure away. Yeah. I'm going to click because I can concentrate on his behaviour. You need to worry about, when I click, getting that food in the bucket. And that's how we started. Yeah. We didn't start with taking it from my hand. We started it in the bucket. So yeah. we didn't get the biting. We didn't get the head swinging round. We didn't get all that. And so that my timing got better and quicker. Yes. Because... Um, I actually think, I'm, and I, I want to bring this up too, whether it's right to click too early or click too late, I actually think that is completely individual as well. I lean on the side of clicking too early would dispel frustration. But if you click too early, you might not allow the animal to think for themselves. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, I or to guess, reach that behaviour. Well, maybe that's like, do you mean with almost the successive approximations that you've made them really, really small, so your progress within that behaviour isn't very fast because you're clicking before you get that behaviour because you're shaping it to get that behaviour. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think from a frustration point of view... Clicking earlier is better. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, I think, think so. from a... Yeah, but maybe But then it from takes a, a lot longer to get to where you want to. You're very much hand-holding the whole process. Then there is a bit of a need of... Which isn't If great, I just wait, it? am I going to get... And also... I, I spend more time telling people to wait than I do anything else. So, because... People do want to click too early, and I and don't give the horse that bit of time just to go. Just let them see if they can do it, because there is a window of time that, without frustration, you can 
build confidence in the horse to try out new yeah, behaviours. Yeah, and I want them to be independent learners. Mm. That's really yeah, important. Also, and I don't want to micromanage every single exactly. step because I think that that is... And that is all about the environmental setup, isn't it? Yeah. So if you've got the environmental setup right and you know, okay, well, this is the behaviour that I want, you're, it's easier for you to wait for that behaviour to happen then. And then the more you know your horse... The more you're able, and the more you train with them, the more you're able to, you just know whether they're going to get it or not. Like, <clears throat> I think it's independent. It's okay. yeah. yeah, it's very it's individual in, to yeah. the horse. because And Josh, to the behaviour. Yeah, exactly. That you want. Josh, for example, he's a great one for this because he will kind of not do it because because we have different people training with him sometimes people have clicked too early and stuff mm. so then he won't do it but it's a behaviour I know he knows mm-hmm. but being the clever horse that he is he's like but I don't have to do that behaviour to get a reward all the time so okay yeah yeah so yeah. um and I'd say to him, just wait just wait and then he'll do it and then be like see he he knows it it's but if if the person that was working with the horse doesn't know Josh so doesn't Mm. If they trained, they would always be clicking too early. It would yeah. take them a long way to get... And it's almost then, then the horse trains you. Yes, but also it's a bit boring for the horse, isn't it? Yeah. It's just, it's not a two-way... But I have, um, you know, we have one horse at work that has trained pretty much everybody in this yeah. way. And, yeah. you know, to get those clicks early. To get those clicks early. And it, it is a real, real difficult balance. And you, you kind of have to have confidence in your your training to be able to just wait and go, okay, we're just going to wait here mm. and see if you do that mm. behaviour. Because um, Solly, for example, he the other day I had to go and help leading him. Um, so someone was leading him and um, they were asking him to walk on, they would click, they would reward. And he kept stopping, like get the reward and then yeah, he would just yeah. stop. Yeah. And then he would be like, and do walk on okay well now can you walk on one step as soon as you start going and then he, every time he was walking on he was getting like this reward yeah but I know he can walk on I know exactly that he knows that but yeah. he also knows that like if so he's with someone that's maybe not as skilled at what they're doing yeah. that he can train them into and it and I see it a lot I see a lot of the you know the horses because they will you know they're clever they're gonna go for the easiest option Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I do think it is, I think it's individual. And I, but I think it's individual with the animal, but I think it's also individual with the behaviour that you're teaching. So, for example, if you want to do maybe lorry loading or shaping that, then you might click too early to build confidence. Yes. You might make it easy by clicking early because you want to build those small approximations because it actually it's quite... A, it's quite a massive thing for that animal to do. And B, you want to get it really super right and concreted in. So you don't want to build any frustration. You don't want to build any anxiety or any stress around that. You want to make sure that that animal is clear and knows exactly what's expected of them and the plan. But like going back to what you said, I guess that is, uh, you know, specific to the behaviour because if you did that with all your training, you're going to end up, with a horse that's looking to you yeah. all the time yeah. for the answers. Yes. And maybe might be a bit more tentative at giving you stuff and offering behaviours. Yeah. Because it's like, 
really this maybe which is kind of almost shutting down to a certain extent isn't it it's going well we train and I just get told what to do so I'll just sit yeah definitely so so I think it is so when we talk about timing and we talk about too early or too late I think it's individual specific and Mm -hmm. I think it's behavior specific because there are things when you go yeah I'd like you to figure this out let's see what you do yeah exactly and the more difficult the behaviour, the probably more often we're going to be doing those clicking yeah. or early clicks or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yes. Okay. Yes. Right, okay. what else have you got written down? Okay, well, obviously I have the better your timing, the better they learn. I do want to go back to something just quickly yeah. about hands in the bags, and I know that we've talked about this before, um, is it really is just a case of muscle memory, that whole click hand in the bag reward like mm. the more you do it the more it will just become second nature you won't even think about it after that but practice 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 mm. makes perfect and you know if it's like you can just pretend with food even if it's at home click hand up <laughs> you know have your bag on pretend to get food out I mean we know that there's there's quite a lot of things on online and stuff that you can do to practice your clicker timing yeah and um but that actual physical it's fine getting your clicks right, but that actual physical delivery. delivery. It's thinking and about the delivery, I exactly. think, is really important. So it's and not just, that's what I mean about when you fall apart after the click. So yeah. you're so chuffed you've got this behaviour, you mark it, and then you fall apart. But it's it, actually, that's not the end of the sentence, is it? The sentence is, you mark it, then you deliver your reinforcer. Yeah. And how you deliver that reinforcer is super important, and it yes. needs to be clean. Yes, so I... Angelica, who's obviously my new trainer crush. Yeah, <laughs> she see. is. But she does a course on this delivery. Okay. Towards, and it is so much more complex than I first realised. She mm-hmm. really goes into it. And different ways of um, rewarding and continuous rewarding. And yeah, I'm not having talk that, about that too. nose pressing down into... You yeah. know, a lot of times, sometimes when you give a food, the nose pushes your hand down. How to stop that from happening? Because you was got this a sort light of like head. grabbing? Do you mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so they're like, mm, that's yeah, really good. Yeah. So um, she has this technique where, and I, I can't do it on the podcast, but I'm showing you where she mm. kind of feeds it up, mm-hmm. and um, it just stops. And I tried it with Josh, and I tried this continuous because he can be a bit of a grabber sometimes, and it works so well. Mm. It works so Cause well because you can get a frustration take, can't you? Yeah, yeah, when they take exactly. the food. I mean, I I have it even with squawk when I so I use pine nuts and sunflower seeds, and I often use them in a little tub because he bites mm. so I don't want to hand him mm. a, a, a sunflower seed which is tiny because he can take the tip of my finger off as he takes the sunflower seed most of the time he doesn't but there are occasions where he does and I've noticed that with not so much rum now but again in the early stages where it was like why well, I understand this game now I understand that the click means you bring the reward so where's my reward you know yeah. and then he takes it with that kind of uh, hangriness yeah even though we know he's not hungry because he's got but but he's hangry for what I've got you know yeah. because that is a reinforcer that's his reinforcer it means more to him than the hay at the time you know yeah. and um so then i have to think do i then lower my reinforcer yeah, yeah yeah or or do i give him more or do i do continuous and i think that's the other thing that we don't have so much with the horses that we think about other species so when i'm working with dogs and i'm doing physio exercises i'll quite often use cheesy paste yeah. or um liver paste or peanut butter to keep them still, yeah, continuous. continuous feeding, yeah. so that there's this stream coming out, I can keep them straight, I can keep them still, 
or the or the, the handler can while I'm working the body, and that really helps because if you give them a crunchy biscuit, yeah. their head's being thrown around, bang, 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 crunching it, you know, yeah. it needed the same thing. <laughs> but that continuous lick, 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 lick mm-hmm. is really, really valuable. But with horses, we don't we don't have that option so much. I mean, I mean, we could go around with a syringe with apple sauce in, but yeah. then we're training a completely different behaviour, aren't we? Yeah. And how can that horse work that out? I know with smudge in the lorry, we've used, which I suppose is a, continu- a type of continuous feed, we've used the lick it. Because yeah, yeah, it's they, a yeah. real treat for her. She has she loads absolutely fine, but once she's in the lorry, as soon as that partition comes up, she she quite likes to jump out, yeah. which is a little bit scary. So we give her the lickets. The only time she has that sugary licket because obviously it's not good for her, mm. but it actually is doing its job mm. by saying, "I need you to be safe here. We need you to be safe here." Um, here's something really good while this is happening, mm. and and it's that continuous lick, 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 lick that yeah, keeps her yeah. in the same place. But training-wise, we can't really do that, can we? That's, you know, we can continuously feed with our food bags, mm. as in our chaff and our speedy beat. We don't have a pace that we can... No. It wouldn't work. And you would think it was easy continuously feeding, but actually there's a real art to it. And mm. um, is actually... A, so since doing, you know looking more at angelic stuff doing the course i've gone right back to basics you know food delivery all that kind of stuff because actually it is quite difficult <laughs> and it's really well that's the thing sure, that's why we're you know, doing the do podcast want... because actually it it sounds basic but it isn't. it isn't we need to get into it and and help work out where we're going wrong and where we're going right and what works for one and what doesn't work for other and give people ideas because mm-hmm. i think it does it's very individual, like we said, but I think it is important to talk about. Mm. And I think if you practice like continuous feeding, um, then it is something that then brings in when you deliver the food and you're not continuous feeding, that head straight. Mm. Because yeah. they're like, it's almost like they associate, okay, the food delivery, this is, this is where it comes and this yeah. is what I do. So I put my head nicely here. And the squawk is destroying a cupboard right now. Yeah, so they've got something to do. But I think that um, there's so there's so much um, uh, forgotten word, Becky. Importance, importance in in getting that delivery right, and also things like you know delivering if you delivering lower down. So if your horse is maybe a little bit more up than usual, you can feed much lower down with your yeah. food so that that um <clears throat> congruency you know the head down position it lets kind of lets off all the physiological yeah um aspects of, of calm you know the calm yeah and I, I think i think food delivery is something that a lot of people what they do so yeah. is um that i notice is um at work that i've been getting them to change is when they feed they feed like almost too close to the chest and what it does is it like cuts off the throat Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it then comes down into the chest, and that's that's not ideal either. And if you're always feeding in a, the same way, you're going to end up, from a physio point of view, with a bit yeah, of a lopsided horse. I I think the idea. Well, it depends on what you're trying to train again. But if my ideal is extended arm, yes, um, out towards the horse, head to yourself. But I want the horse's head to become a little bit lower and a little bit longer. Not yeah, too but long and low. Soft. But soft, yes. Oh, and, and that's my ideal. But yeah. I think it's really important to 
be aware of how much food you're giving and what you're giving and how quick you are and um, also how clean you are with it and how neat you are and I think that that's the thing I mean I, I, I know we talked early on about the three seconds and I've played with that with rum mm. because <clears throat> obviously rum's quite established I think in the beginning when you are using click and reward then yeah the three seconds is mm. really important but when you've got a learner who's who understands the click and that's obviously a, a test that we have done mm. with rum I think that click then I mean I worked quite a lot without my food bag and mm. um, and so I had to go and leave my food and I would work with rum I would click and then I would go and get the food and bring it to him. Mm. And that could have been 15 seconds. It could have been 20 seconds. And that was only something that you could do, though, when he was at a certain stage, because if he wasn't okay with standing still when you went, then he'd come over, and then it would all get muddy yeah. again. Oh, well, yeah. Like, what was you that afterward for? They have to understand the click, and they have to understand that when, when that marker happens, it's okay, the reward is coming. You yeah. don't need to get frustrated. You don't need to get worked up you don't need to follow me you don't mm. need to ask for it it's coming to you yeah. and that takes time but it's so good when you when when you can get yeah. it that way it's it is so good i'm just gonna yeah to absolutely so what about the other way when you're too late with the click <sighs> thoughts on that becky because well when you're too late with the click you can obviously, we've talked about, you can obviously see other behaviours come out. Mm. And those behaviours don't necessarily have to be undesirable. They could actually, like we've said, lead the horse to, or the animal, to show you something that they have thought you're, you want, mm. which is brilliant, really. Mm. And they can go, oh, you wanted this, and they'll offer you something, and you're, you know, or they might revert back to behaviours that they know gets them. Well, what, yeah, I was going to say, what... <laughs> What happens if you're too late with the click, then obviously the horse does not understand that you've clicked for a start. Well, the horse understands what you've clicked, but it isn't but what you, you want. wanted to click. Yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> so then, and if you don't recognise that that's you, mm. it could cause you to kind of get frustrated with your horse for not doing yeah. it. And it's actually, you know, 99% of the time, always asking yourself, if your horse is not getting it, what am I doing wrong? That's yeah. absolutely every time. Um, so it can become, yeah, it can really messy and confuse, confusing and then it can cause frustration and if you're consistently doing it, it's going to kind of make the training a negative thing. Even though there's food involved in stuff, it will become a very, um, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, it'll be conflict, there'll be lots of conflict mm. in the horse. And so um, they could offer all the wrong behaviours and, you know, we've talked about when you click things and you're not supposed to actually it, it shows how hard the training how yeah. good the training is because there's a few things over the years that I taught especially when starting out that the horses at Conquest still do and um and they were accidents you know mm. it was just like and then I'm like oh that was me sorry I accidentally did that and you know they were never really major things so I kind of mm. I was still you, you know very go. yeah I could yeah. let them go and it was um very at the beginning um but there's different reasons why people click late. Sometimes it's maybe just because they're so new at the train, they're thinking, right, I need to get the behavior, I need to click, I need to get my hand in the bag, I need to do all this, ah, you know, it's all a bit of a yeah. head fuck, isn't it? And so often you're thinking about so much stuff and preparing, which a lot of people do, they're not just 
in the moment, right then with that behaviour, in the back of their head they're thinking, and then I need to just do this next and this mm. next and this next. Um, so there's that reason, but also it can be to do with the clicker. So maybe you haven't got the right clicker. Because clickers are slightly, all clickers are slightly different. They but are. Our, and I've used some clickers that are like, I'm like I can't uh, yeah, get it down. They're really hard, mean. aren't yeah, they? Yeah, click. I know what you mean. So you can get ones with like raised buttons on. I prefer the ones with raised buttons on. I mean, mostly I use verbal. But I do like the ones with the raised buttons yes, on. But I don't yeah. like the ones that you... I know. The real tinny ones. Yeah, I yeah, find that really yeah. hard. So that like a little stapler, aren't they? That yeah. you get in your cracker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes people can't see it. They can't see the click. They can't see the behaviour. That's when you were saying, you know, a lot of time I will start out with, I will click for them and just mm. want them to concentrate on... I think on... that's so valuable. Yeah. Especially when you're emotionally... I mean, I've been watching a lot of zoo training... And um, it's very different because these people, they're going out to work with these animals. And I was saying to you before, they, they, they probably have about 10 behaviours, maybe maybe 15, that they need to teach, you know, or need to train. And a lot of those are veterinary or stationary or getting into a crate and coming out of a crate. And you can, you can marry those up with the horse world, as in getting in a trailer, getting out of a trailer, doing syringe work, doing blood draws, all of that, yeah. hoof trims, but... Then you think about everything else we want the horse to do. To actually do it all this way is quite, quite massive. Yeah. And then we can't, we can't you know, that, those zoo animals generally spend their time in that area. That's their life, you know. Mm -hmm. But the horse goes out all over the place, you know. Yeah. In, in generally, you know, most horses don't spend their whole lives in that field. Mm. They don't. Yeah. They, they have a, a, a wide variety, which is a good thing from that perspective mm. but then when you're in the zoo community and you can control every part of their environment I mean, well yeah. not every part but a lot of their environment mm. is is controlled by us you know we can't do that with the horses you can't do that with our dogs you no. know it's it's very different you know you've got a reactive dog you know we, and and i don't luckily cricket is not a reactive dog but she loves other dogs. But she knows, because of our training, that when she sees another dog, she comes to me, she gets a treat. I judge that other dog, work out whether it's on a lead, whether she can go and see it. I might have a shout out to the owner and say, is your dog okay? My dog's playful, but quite boisterous. And then we have that, yes, okay, we can let them go. You know, yeah. Cricket's been trained to do that, but that doesn't... If, we, if I go out and meet a dog that hasn't been trained to do that, then... I'm, I'm leaving cricket out on a limb. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that can happen with our horses. Yeah. And um, with whatever behaviour, whether it's a lorry that comes down the road or the recite that's out or some man with a blooming umbrella, which is what normally freaks the, a lot of them out, yeah. you know? But we can't control that. We can't have any sort of... We can't do the whole environmental thing. So it's it's a lot harder. So it actually, is. we are really, really putting a lot of pressure on ourselves... But, with our horses to do this training on our own, which is why even even if you've got somebody who wasn't you and wasn't a trainer to go, when I click, could you just throw the food in the bucket? They, in the beginning, they could be quicker than you doing it, couldn't they? Yes. So it's even having just someone to help. But as well, but remember that those behaviours that we, the training that we're doing tries to think of all those eventualities that could happen yes we'd never be able to like do them all and we try and work on that in a safe space 
Yeah, but definitely. But then generalise it. Yes. And I think mm. if the generalisation doesn't happen, mm. that's when you kind of get into trouble because you're like, well, he does it fine at home. But of course, it's completely different when you're out. Yes. You know? So yeah. that's a really, really important part to be doing with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing is like port hand-eye coordination. So for me, you know, I work with a girl um, with cerebral palsy and so for her, her hand-eye, her hand-eye coordination isn't fantastic, and she'll be the first to admit that. And she can be a bit slow to react and, and stuff. And, you know, that's something that we're trying to work on for her and find it so the bags aren't any good for her. So that's oh, part yeah, of why of this, this thing's really good. The hard, that we've bucket. Made the hard yeah. bucket is much easier for her to get into. But I'll be honest... We're working through it, but I have to, I have to balance up, you know, the horse as yeah, well. And yeah. will we get this right? Like, I will try everything I can, but will there come a point where we have to go, do you know what? This isn't going to work yeah. because it's causing the horse so much frustration. It's, it's a difficult yeah, one. Yeah, that's so, really hard for you, I think. That's, that's a really hard one because you've got to be... You guys have got to be seen to be inclusive. But if yes, but in no way would I yeah. tell her this. No. But I would get her to come to the same con- to that conclusion. Yes. Yeah. I would educate her. Or maybe she that. could be the clicker and someone else delivers the exactly. rewards. And that's, that, and that's the thing. And that's, you know, that's what ha- can happen in the beginning to help. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. so that can be another problem. Um, so, yeah, so... so Check out your clickers, all right, and all of that. Yeah, or your or whatever signal you're saying. Because even I use verbals, so we click that we with mm. our tongue. But that I can be late with that sometimes, mm. or my click is just a bit pants. You know when you whistle. Some days you I can know. whistle, and other yeah. days you can't I know. whistle. I'm the same. What is that all about? <laughs> and um, a lot of people can't click with their mouths. I've no. realised as well, and <laughs> they're no. like, I can't do that. Um, and also, just to go back to when we were talking about clicking too early. Mm. I think a lot of the time you see that at the beginning of training because people are just so scared they're going to miss it because I know I certainly did that. It was like, oh, I don't want to miss it. It was like so vital yeah. I found that point. Yeah. So that can also be an influence. I Something I do, which I'm aware of and I try not to be, no, try not to do it. I'm aware of, but I try not to do it, is I sometimes don't wait for rum especially to finish eating before I'm asking for the next behaviour. Yeah. And again, I think that this can be an individual, um, it can help you sometimes, as in Rum will sometimes look for his next cue before he's finished. But have I trained that? Which I don't remember I have. But also sometimes I'm like, well, I'm left waiting now. But I'm actually, I've actually been the one that's impatient and he's not finished and his processing time is longer than mine Mm. so there's another it's another thing I think we have to think about and again it can it can be different for individuals and different from species to species Mm. when I'm working with Squawk who's being a little bit (laughs) I'm annoying (laughs) he's 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 trying to eat the covers and I'm giving him things to do but he's still he knows I think anyway um (laughs) When I'm working with him, it, um, he he it, the eating's very quick. So and he's like you you the speed it really is yeah yeah 
come on, come on, come on, come on. It's so fast. Mm. But, you, but my training sessions with him are like two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Then you, then you, then his crop is full. You've, you, that's it. That's all you've got. Yeah. You've literally got f- maybe five, six minutes at each session. Yeah. You don't want to do many sessions in the afternoon because then he won't go to bed for his food. So you know because he's got a crop full, he doesn't yeah. need it. And and you need to, you, I need to be careful with his diet. Yeah, I need exactly. to make sure he's got get those the the nuts and the, that he has is is for training training only. But you've got to be super super quick with rum. It's much slower, much, much slower. And obviously, rum is quite a, a fast learning horse. Mm-hmm. With smudge, it's slower still. So mm-hmm. you have to be completely, it's, it's completely different. So um, I need to learn as what my part of my training learning development is that to wait for the signal from the animal to say, yeah, I'm ready for the next cue. Yeah, and then you have to be very careful with that as well because what becomes then the antecedent of yes. the next behaviour. Yes. So, so this is where it just gets so complicated. <laughs> and that's well, that's like you know, once you get more into your training, I think you practice. It helps you to practice being mindful and being there and being really focused on your session and what yeah. you're doing because that is the time when you need to be focused because you need to be thinking, okay, what are we doing next so that I don't let too much time elapse so it doesn't become confusing of what I'm actually asking you for, what the antecedent is, what the behaviour consequence, all that kind of stuff. Mm. So, that, you know, that's a, that's a whole other thing to... Yeah. It's not straightforward. No, it? it's really not, <laughs> which is why I wanted to delve into it because mm. we... we it, again... Every time, you know, it's like, yeah, everyone should be doing this. But actually, it's really quite hard. Yeah, it's really, really quite complex. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I think it's, it's, and you always say it as well, I think it's no one's purist, you know. I think if someone says to you, I only use positive reinforcement, I do not believe them. I never believe them. I know that there is some um, pressure release or whatever, some negative reinforcement. And I that's think, okay. Yeah. That is how it has to be. There's, there's, you have to do stuff sometimes. You can't... If you waited to do everything through positive reinforcement, then it's going to... you know, Well, you're not really going to go anywhere fast, are you? I think in the beginning of my journey... I can't use that word. I know. I, do you know what I say? She's I ruined it, it for Every us, time I say it, I go to write it, all I think of is like, Trudy. <laughs> She's ruined the word for us. But every time I think of it, when I think about journey. the beginning of my time yeah. <laughs> with clicker training, I think I was purist in the beginning. I think I was a purist. I think I thought, you know, because I think, I think you it was exciting. You, I think you thought, I thought you were. Yeah. You were very, but every, I think everybody that gets into cooking does exactly, I was yeah. exactly the same. I was like, oh my God, everything yeah. has to be done this way. This is the great way. This is the perfect way. Naturally, I think that's the, um, the journey of getting into positive reinforcement because you kind of soften a little way <laughs> down the line and you start to realise okay I don't have to be so strict with this it is okay as long as ideally you want to be as long as mm, everything weighs more on the positive side of the scales um, then you're okay because you're building up that really really good trust and stuff and then also I think the more you do it the more it does become your go-to rather than negative reinforcement because you start going more experienced you go well I can just do that I know how I can do this you could yeah I think I think the more experienced you become the more you learn that you can set the environment up you can um, shape you can explore Mm -hmm. and it becomes 
it becomes it's a fabulous world to be in and it's it's um it's really it takes you down all these little rabbit holes which is brilliant um but yeah I think in the beginning I was like yes I only use reward-based training and this is how we do it and <laughs> you know everybody else you're wrong and then you're like uh, but then I'm, I'm, yes really but right. I'm already, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shush, shush. rewind all of yeah that. yeah I never said any of that I'm pretty sure when our podcast started out we were like that's it nothing else well because it's exciting yeah. so I think it's a really exciting thing when you you see the animal light up and you mm. as in and you're like oh i know animals are intelligent we don't mm. need i read this report um somebody it was a thing a crow um has got the same intelligence as a as a as an ape and i was just like no it hasn't a crow is as intelligent as a crow mm. and an ape is as intelligent as an ape why do we have this obsession with comparing, matching yeah. and comparing. It's like, I, mean, I get it all the time with the birds, you know. Oh, which is the one that talks? No, they both talk, but Squawk talks in English. You know, yeah. Pepito talks in, in Amazon. Yeah. You know, and that's her language. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Actually, Squawk talks in African Grey, too. But um, so he's multilingual. It just, and also you get people that the people on the parrot forums will say, oh, they're just like toddlers. No, they're not toddlers, they're birds. Yeah. They're seriously not a toddler. They sleep for 12 hours for a start, and none of my toddlers slept for 12 hours. Okay, so it's so interesting that you, I have to read this post that I shared yesterday. Did you see it? Uh, no. So no, it's interesting that you it. said this. So I love this. Okay. I don't be, um, know much about the lady that wrote it, I will admit that, but I just think that this was brilliant. Oh, Kelly Meister. Okay, right. just listen to this and tell me what you think. Reasons why trailer loading a child is like trying to get a horse to go to bed. I may have written that backwards. Time does not exist. If you make the mistake of looking at your watch, you're screwed. <laughs> no treat or bribe in the world will work if they are fearful of being alone mm -hmm. it is not up to us to judge if or why they're scared it's only our job to help them find safety with us and in what we ask of them treats and bribes will only work temporarily if the rapport respect is lacking quick put the bar butt bar up is just as bad as quick lock the door which i thought was mm. brilliant um raising your voice or emotions will only escalate things and never in a good way it's so true with bedtime, isn't it? Because you mm, get frustrated and yeah. you know, like, if I do... I want my yeah, food. I want my time. It's going to make it ten mm. times worse. Um, if they're not in a good mindset to begin with, it's not going to get any better when you approach a place they may not want to be. If you assist and allow them to find peace on the trailer or in bed, that's where they will naturally gravitate. If you get their energy high as a kite before loading bed... It'll be damn near impossible to get them to relax in there. You must get some adrenaline out. Do it away from the trailer or bedroom so that they don't associate <laughs> it with each other. Now, that is a little bit, you know, kind of yeah. like, oh, go lunch your horse before you... Yeah. We know, we've talked about we this podcast. Um, they need to eventually be able to go in there on their own if you expect them to be able to stay in there alone, which I thought, yeah, yeah that's really true. Really good. If it ends on a bad note one day, there's a high probability that it's not going to start on a good note the next day. <laughs> Um, the opposite is also true. If they trust you and you never lie to them, e.g. I won't trap you with the butt bar if you're not ready or I'll be back to check on you, they'll also be able to trust you when you say you're going to be alone but you will be okay. It's not about bedtime or the trailer. It's about confidence and trust in the horseman stroke parent. Aww. So I thought that was fantastic. 
I know you were saying we shouldn't compare, but actually, I think that and you like you <coughs> like a good analogy. I do like a good analogy. I, that's different to comparing um, intelligence in in species. That's different. That that's that's showing how a situation for a horse can be very lonely and very difficult. The same as it could be for, for a, a human. Yeah. The same as it could be for a for a bird going in a pet carrier to the vet. It's yeah. the same thing. Absolutely get that. What you can't measure is an intelligence intelligence against intelligence. I don't think you can measure it. No, no. no. I just don't think that's fair. I don't. I think we belittle our animals mm. when we say you know a, a, a pig is as intelligent as a dog. I think we're belittling the pig and we're belittling the dog. Mm. And the dog is a dog. It's very good at being a dog and the pig's very good at being a pig. Let, let them be themselves. And, yeah. and, and I think that... I wonder though if they're saying that from uh, like neuro, a neuro, neurological process. Like has this come from research that shows there are more like uh, neurological yes. pathways and yes. activity? I get that side of it, but I think it's then dressed up with a little pretty bow for the public yeah do you see what i mean i get i get that yeah. that you know we are what are we something like 97 percent the same yeah ge- you know genetically yeah. as a daffodil or something yeah. you know but i get that side of it but then we put it in a little bow and and you know it's a you know we we, we prefer this species because it we does, kind of anthropomorphize yeah. it all yeah yeah it gets a little bit blurry yeah doesn't it? it does and i i have massively got a problem with because we have a need though as humans we have a need to like be able to figure stuff out mm. and we and and kind of put our finger on mm. that is mm. what that is the answer you know i think that's what we as humans kind of need to do like prove it with science and do this where it's very hard to say well this is just as old a person and it's as intelligent as it is you know it's, yes people yeah. like no but i need to know how intelligent that bird is and the That's only the way point. that they can figure out to do it is by um comparing but you know this happened with the horse so back in the day they thought that the horse so it used to be measured intelligence in animals was the size of the brain in comparison to the size of the body mm. so horses got a really bad <laughs> graphic because yeah. obviously their brains are a lot smaller and it was only later on did they start looking into the neurological processes to, yeah. to actually you know it's about us it. evolving with the science but i'm it? sure you know in 20 years 30 years oh, we're gonna be sitting and go remember when we used to we'll still be doing podcasts yeah <laughs> Well, Do grannies, you remember when we said cup of tea, cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We we will all be wronged, <laughs> yes. which I'm absolutely fine with. I'm I'm good. There'll be I'm other people doing podcasts, going, yeah. So there was the <laughs> so outdated their views. <laughs> yeah, how weird would that be? That would be weird. Mm. That would be weird. Do you know what happened to me with? Um, I'm going to talk a squawk story. Okay, talk a squawk story. So. Squawk's been learning its colours. I know. Green circle, yellow circle. And he puts the green circle in a bowl and the yellow circle in another bowl. And he was, he's been doing... He, he's got it. He's absolutely got it. But he brought in some superstitious behaviour. And this, again, can be a problem with timing. So it does lead back to mm. our timing. So, so we're not on a tangent? No. Cool. Okay. <laughs> not completely. So, um, so what he was doing, which I had inadvertently taught him was to pick up a green circle take it over to the yellow bowl but then realise he's not supposed to put it in the yellow bowl and then go and put it in the green bowl Mm -hmm. and then I'd click and reward and this then became what he did every time with the greens but he didn't do it with the yellows so he didn't take the yellow circle to the green bowl just did the yellows in the yellow bowl 
And he never put the greens in the yellow bowl. He just took them over. He went, no, that's not what I do. I go back to the green bowl. And I was like, well, this is odd. But I'd be clicking and rewarding. So he built that pattern in yes, his head. Yes, this is the pattern that... This is the pattern that I've done. Mm. Um, and I remember Rum did it with the mountain block. So he brought in his little hinds. Yes. Yeah, so he yeah. would weight shift yeah. when we put the saddle on and when I get on him. He'd yeah. weight shift because obviously you're putting 70-odd kilos. I'm not 70 kilos. Yeah. <laughs> 50-odd kilos, 50, 60 kilos with the saddle on his back. So you're going to go, oh, I could just need to move my feet yeah. a bit. And then we were clicking and rewarding and we were, he's brought in his head. Oh, I get I stand that. still and I weight shift. Mm-hmm. So now every time he goes to the mountain block, he weight shifts. Yeah. And we're like... Oh, bugger. You know, we've done that. That's, That's fine. But yeah. it's, it's your pattern. It's superstitious behaviour. So, Judy, um, we did some training with Rum and we ended early because Rum just really was not in the mood and, and we were like, it's cold, it's miserable, it's drizzly. So I said, you know what? I'd really like to show you this with Scorp because he's doing this superstitious behaviour and I really don't know how to undo Stop it. it. Yeah. Can you help me? Because... Uh, you know, like all of us, I, I get it, but I, I need the fog. Yeah. Rain fog yeah, yeah, comes yeah, in when, yeah. you, when oh. you're working with your own animals. So she came in and she said, take the yellows away, take the yellows away, take the yellow bowl away, just do the greens. Just just drill the greens. Just simple. So he doesn't have that bowl. He can't yeah. take it to the yellow bowl because the yellow bowl's not there. Yeah. So he started picking up the greens and as he's putting them in the bowl, just before he drops them, she said, click. So he knows that it's about getting them in that yeah. bowl. So we did that. She said, just repeat that a few times and then bring a couple of yellows in and, then, and the yellow bowl and then bring more yellows in. Well, okay, so I did that. Do you know what that clever little parrot did? <laughs> no, no. I gave him the green bowl and the yellow bowl. I gave him a pile of the little circles. He did all the greens first, oh. even though they were mixed. And then he did the yellows oh. without any superstitious behaviour. So I trained the superstitious behaviour out, yeah. but I inadvertently <laughs> trained in do the greens first. first. Yes. And I had no idea until he did that. And that was just my, my I put the post up about it. it. This podcast will come out on Saturday. So if you want to go and have a look at the post, it's on my Facebook post, Little Green Stables on Thursday. And it, what amazed me was that I thought I was teaching something which I, to expel a behaviour, which I did extinguish that behaviour. And we must talk about extinction in another podcast. But I didn't realise that I was teaching Teaching. something else as well. And that is why you come to the conclusion every time that the learner is always right. Exactly. He is always right. But what I'm interested in is what your next steps are. Oh, I don't know. I'm just blown away by that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we're working on a card game at the moment with Maisie. But um, maybe just doing the yellows. What happens if you just, just do, do the, the yellows, yellows and then introduce the greens? I'd be interested. To yeah, see. I mean, I can play with it. To be honest, I'm looking for new stuff to do because he can do it. Yeah. And there comes a time for Squawk and for me. It's like I can do this. What well, we? I need a new yeah, challenge, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it can become a little bit boring. And I don't need. Goes down, yeah, it? I don't really need Squawk to perform. And mm. um, I've been looking at other behaviours. I was looking online. It's so again so frustrating. It's like teach your teach your parrot to sing Happy Birthday. Teach your parrot to sing um, mm. 
to teach your parrot to swear, teach your parrot to spin, teach mm. your parrot, and it's just like oh, I don't want. He can do the spin. Sounds like a little circus. Yeah, you know, like and I'm performing. fine with trick training. I'm fine with that because what is a trick? But as long but as they <clears throat> are getting something, from I don't it. want it to belittle him as a species. Which yes. is my whole point that yeah. he is a bird. He's not a toddler. He is. He owns his own intelligence. Yeah. How dare we compare him to a crow or to a orangutan? You know, they yeah. own their own intelligence, and that's that's my point. The horse owns their own intelligence. Um, I don't want to belittle him because he is super clever. So we're trying to find games. We're doing a card game at the moment, which he's getting good at. Um, He obviously knows he can separate these two colours. He doesn't talk on cue, and I don't necessarily need him to because I think that can be quite gimmicky. Yeah. But we are learning to set the table. That's... (laughs) That's a new... Oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, a new thing, because he likes picking things up and moving them. So, again, it's about finding the stuff that he likes. And then building so it around. I started that. teaching him the spin, and it was by following the target. Mm. And it was like we do with the horses. You know, we can te- we teach... Run knows how to spin. Mm. And it was very clear that he was like... I don't... I don't mm. This is... You know, his whole head carriage... His body language was like, I'm following the target, but this isn't yeah. taxing for me. You're not, you're not using my power, you know? Mm. And I think that's the thing. It's about finding those things that give that spark in their eye that they go, you, I know you're going to love this. Yeah. And there are training, there's training that we have to train. So I'm yes. training him with syringes. We're doing crate training. We're doing towel training. Because if he ever gets to the vet, he's going to be toweled. You know, we're trying yeah. to train all of that. But alongside, I want to use his, what turns him on, basically, yeah. to go, right, yeah, okay, we, we can do all these behaviours, but you know what, if you don't want to, like I taught him the wave, and when he waved at you, it was like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so I put that on, I was like, you don't like this, do you? Because he'd lift his little foot and wave at you, and his head was just like pinning you, going, you give me that treat, I'm waving. And it was, I just, we just don't do it anymore. Um, <coughs> and I think, like, we've done this with Run Before, Run Love Body Targeting. We know mm. he loves that. It's one of his favourite. I can do this, I'm going to give you my ear. And back up. Back up. Yeah. You know, make those things, like, they're, they're like your sandwiches, aren't they? Yeah. You know, your challenge sandwich, you know, you, you, you put the challenge in the middle and then you make it fun either side. And yeah, so I learned a lot from that. Um, so interesting. That little bit of training, really. And, and now we're working on other stuff. The Kunja game is, is getting there. So I think we're doing really well with that. Oh, so, is this the thing you're doing with Maisie? Yeah, this is me and Maisie's challenge. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, that's where we are. I mean, I haven't really got masses of much else to say. Um, I wrote down a little sentence, which... Um, I suppose it is, it, is, it is important, but it just says, when a behaviour is not progressing, food reinforcer and delivery of that food reinforcer might help give some clues. Obviously, criteria will need to be looked at too, but it might not always be the criteria. It could be your, your timing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Very wise, Becky. I know. Sometimes, look at you. You're sometimes, scary. I say I'm, I'm learning lots. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot from. Um, I'm going to give her a shout out, Barbara Heidenreich. Ah, yes. She's amazing, and she does a live um, every Monday on YouTube. It's a training. Yeah, it's a training, and it's free. It's on YouTube, and it's free, and it's you be the behavior consultant. So I'm shouting this out to people. Yes, because I like it. It, the time, like she's in Texas, so I think 
I I don't actually watch them live because I'm you know it wouldn't yeah. fit with us the times. But you can watch them back, and um, she picks a topic and she has she has all the trainers there. And she gives you she shows you all these videos. But what's really cool from us is that we're learning from orangutans, crows, yeah. leopards, tigers, you know, um, giraffes, horses. She has massive cross species, and I think as as we, as I am developing in the training, and I'm working with multi-species, mm-hmm. it, it's actually, that's really good fun, you yeah. know? So if you can, don't just stick to your horse or your parrot, you know, or your dog. Do Try and train. Does that mean you'll come down things. and help me with the goats? Because I've got five I'd love goats. to help you with the goats. Oh, my God. I, I so want to do the goats. <laughs> okay, cool. Because I, I can't do them alone. Like, they're no. very hectic. And, uh, yeah, so... Oh, let's yeah, do that let's together. Do a goat. Let's okay. do some goats. Okay, I've been looking for someone to help me. So, oh, I'd love to fantastic. do the goats because they're super clever. Yeah, I know, yeah. and they're and really they're fast. Simple. Yeah, I mean they are. They are. I'm very I've muggy. Done they're a muggy. couple of them, and it was interesting. Yeah. Let's say. Have you seen what's the chap Ken Ken Ramirez? He did a live training no. goats. I, he did. Uh, a, yes, I did. He I did, did in a live. The bar. Yeah, in the barn, yeah. yeah, in the barn on mats on and training, yes, yeah, putting yeah, them yeah. next to each other, and he. So that's what I'm getting is like little <clears throat> pedestals. Yeah. Built up. Yeah. For them because they like to be. They higher. like to be up. Yeah. So that's the going to be the first environmental setup. Yeah. But the only thing is, is that they just want to be where you are. Mm-hmm. So, so your delivery, you, your timing, your yeah. delivery's got to be. But then well, if one comes to you, the other one comes to you, the yeah. other one comes to you, yeah. and they're all around you, and you're like, oh, how do I separate you? And, you know, so... It is well, I think Barbara Heidenreich does a whole webinar on that. Oh, my God. Working okay. with multiples. And she does a really good clip with a lady with the herons, and um, they are supposed to be targeting... Um, but bless her, she's continuously clicking and just chucking food. The clip becomes nothing. The clip doesn't mean anything. Oh my God, I have to tell you something about, I've got to tell you something. This yeah. is about my brother. Okay. okay. Are we doing this yeah, on podcast? Yeah, we're doing this on podcast. Okay. He, he's not going to listen to this podcast. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> this is one of those really difficult things. You know when you're like, so my brother has a <coughs> puppy. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and he's clicker training this puppy. Yeah. And we went out for a walk and I'm like... What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. so and hard, I'm saying it? to his wife, really who I'm very close with, I'm like, what am I going to do? I can't watch this. Like, this is the worst thing you could do in front of me because this is what I do. Mm. And um, he's a chef by trade. So I kind of went up to him and, oh, you know, <laughs> how's the clicker training going and stuff? And so what he's doing, so I watched him. So he's like, Pip, Pip, come on, come in, come in. And she's not listening at all. So he'll click. So that then she comes in. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So first of all, he's doing that. And then sometimes he's like clicking all over the place. And sometimes, sometimes I mean, this dog. But the fact is that, that like maybe two times out of five, the dog will somehow get it right. So for him, it's working. Yeah. And it's really difficult. And we ended up having this kind of heated conversation <laughs> because I felt really offended. Yes. That... He was getting it wrong. That he was getting, getting like, it wrong for the animal. And I ended up going, you're my brother, all right? So you need to get this right, because this is kind of what I do. And he's, I said, it's like chefing. I said, I wouldn't... If chefing. I was doing it wrong, if I was burning everything all the time, you wouldn't stand back and watch me do it, would you? And no. not say anything. You would, you would tell me. And he was like... Um, he was like, no, I understand that, but I maybe wouldn't go in and tell someone that they're doing it wrong. And I'm like, but I don't know how, yeah, Yeah, I don't know how, of course I deal with a client differently, but, um, 
And I was like trying to give him not too much. I just wanted to give him so many tips. But I was like, okay, just try this and that. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. Did he do it again? No. No, because you're his sister, he won't listen to you. But because I'm the younger sister. Yeah, no, well. I had the same with my brother. They went and bought a rabbit, and I said, Why are you buying a rabbit as a pet? Firstly, it's not a great pet for your child. Secondly, you're buying the rabbit on its own. They shouldn't live on their own. Do you know that rabbit spent about six years just in its cage and oh. coming out? It was horrible, oh, horrible. horrible. But they, he didn't listen to me because I'm just little sister. But that's really confusing for the dog. What type of dog is it? What oh, a Don't little, tell me it's a spaniel. No, it's a little Patterdale. Well, Patterdale's a really... Patterdale terrier. Yeah, it's a, mix, it's a mixture. It's literally this fluffy thing. I mean, I've looked after her twice now. Um, and, yeah, just... They've never had animals before. Oh. And you, this dog has completely... Like, my brother was like, animals and they're dirty and I don't like them. Now he's got this dog. It's, yeah. He's... Like ruled by the dog, the dog owns him, and he the dog is like his baby. Well, I love that, but I mean he needs he needs some help. He's gonna, but he's gonna now. I'm like okay, well I'm just gonna leave yeah. you until you're in the you know shit. Who, yeah, you know who would help? Roz, my lovely friend Roz, who's amazing, works with a lot of reactive dogs. She works with the Rotty Staffies, um, the big aggressive. She's amazing. She's gonna hopefully do a podcast with us. Oh, that's um, but he needs. I mean, I'm not saying that she, she works with all dogs, but she specialises in, in aggression. Yeah. But um, because it's for, that's, that's really frustrating for that dog and that dog for that learning. puppy And that puppy's going mad yeah, and stuff. Trying and like, oh, to figure it, it out. And that's like painful this. for you to watch, isn't yeah. it? And that's what makes you get because your Because it's goat. like her baby, his baby. And yeah. it's like, but why wouldn't... Well, you know I do that. He's so supportive of what I do. And he's yeah. so like, this is fantastic. Yet... You cannot do I know. So he watches so YouTube sad. videos. So what he was doing, and I was like, I need to check that out because I haven't heard that before, is he was clicking, he was learnt that he needs to click for the behaviour and then click again before he gives the treat. Okay. And I was like, I just a little bit, if I was a puppy, I don't know if I'd be able to yeah like, understand well that. you're messing with that yes. association aren't you because he's just looked on youtube and obviously watched his stuff but now he thinks he's clicker trained and doing mm. it because he's that's, been doing it his that way that is what i find really really hard with this because it is so awesome this training is so awesome and it opens up our minds and our beliefs and it, it makes us explore how but challenges it also can us make us a little bit narrow-minded yes like, you know like yeah. with us we were thinking when we started when we both started on this journey Yes, this is the way forward. Everywhere, other ways. Yes, yeah, I know, I know. But and I, and he's probably in that zone, but he's doing it all wrong. And that's where I'm very good at saying I'm deep in the shit. Can I have some help? But yeah. a lot of people aren't, no. and that's the problem, isn't it? And that's why I love having you guys in, you mm. Maisie, Trudy, Nick, Nick, because. I can't do this on my own. But it's it's bigger than me. Funnily yeah, enough, yeah. it's bloody bigger than me. But also, I think that. Like for my brother, you know, Pip is doing really well. Like Pip is not doing well, but in my brother's yeah, eyes, yeah, yeah. she is. Yeah. And um, but for him, it's normal. That's the norm because he doesn't see how well clicker trained dogs could be. For him, it's like, well, she's doing really well, and mm. this is the norm. A dog is okay for a dog to like never relax and never yeah. do this and that. So it's very. Um, it's very difficult to say, you know, that's not ideal. You don't want your job 
dog crawling all around your neck and your shoulders and no you know all my brother's dog things. does that too it drives me mad as a yeah. labrador yeah and, and i love jumping up for the food but it's far it's fine on the sofa it's fine day day one to day 50 but then mm. when they've got a white outfit on and they want to go out and the dog's doing it they tell the dog off doesn't yeah. make any sense exactly exactly um, Okay. But anyway, we've, we've digressed a little. We have. How, how long have we been? I don't know, quite a long time, and I thought this would be quite a quick one, but it actually... <gasps> oh, my God! We've oh, it's a long one. It's a long one. Well, enjoy the long one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye! If you'd like to make contact with either Kate or myself, you can contact us via Facebook. We are Little Green Stables or Ecological Positive Partnerships. Or you can check me out, Becky, on my website, www.littlegreenstables.com. We'd really like to make our podcast interactive. So if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, then that would be great. So send us a message either via our website or via our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube channels. Thanks. Bye bye.